Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we cover all things Marvel Crisis Protocol, and we cover a new character every week. Today, we are doing Baron Helmet Zemo again, and I'm your host, Fred. I'm Brad, and you can't just say again without telling them that we had technical issues last week. And Steven? And I'm Steven, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, last week we were supposed to have an episode, and we had one fully recorded for Baron Zemo, and it's gone. It, it got eaten by the podcast Krampus. I, so, would, I would not call that fully recorded, but... <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, well, uh, uh, we did a bunch of bits. I misspoke the name Zemo a lot. I keep calling him Zero. I may do it this episode, and if I do, everyone should make fun of me. <laughs> uh, and Brandon's not here today, unfortunately. He had a prior engagement. He was on the last episode, though, guys. He has yep. not abandoned us. He still exists, everyone. <laughs> I can hearts. tell you what he gave the this Zemo, um, and I will do so when we grade him. <laughs> but uh, other than that, how how are the two of you doing? How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing pretty good. That's good to hear. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well. Weather's turned up here, so cooler weather is on its way. Hip hip hooray. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is so nice out. It's like perfect fall temperature. It's very pleasant. I always love West Virginia in the fall. It's one of the best seasons to be here. Well, uh, there is a little bit of news that we have to cover. Uh, they dropped the official affiliations update including the uh, all the people in Earth's Mightiest Corset. Uh, so we know what everyone's affiliation is officially. Uh, and I don't think there are very many surprises. Uh, 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 there's There are a couple things like um, the new Winter Soldier, Winter Sol uh, Soldier Operative, is in the Winter Guard, uh, as well as Avengers, Cabal, Hydra, and S.H.I.E.L.D., but those were... We we had a good idea that those were coming. Uh, but uh, Winter Guard cut a couple other things, too, didn't they? They got um, Omega Red mm -hmm. is now yep. a Winter Guard, as yep. is um, one, uh, one of the Black Widows. It's the two-point Black Widow. The best one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, so, uh, that's exciting for Winter Guard players because that gives you two more very playable models. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, it gives them three. It, it, oh, oh yeah, two yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does give them three because they did get Winter Soldier. Right. I'll say this: uh, they needed at least one in affiliation two point model, and they got it. And it kind of and it makes sense because she's uh, of Russian descent, so. I don't know if she's ever actually technically been in the Winter Guard. I don't know any of the fluff. She she has. No. <laughs> she has. She has? Uh-huh. Oh, well, it's it, Omega Red that, that has. No, Omega Red has never been in the... They have worked with Omega Red once, so that's probably why they felt like they could go ahead and put him in there, but he wasn't the official member of the team. 
Well, I'm sure that everyone who plays Winter's Winter Guard is happy about this this change. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, uh, other than that, I don't think that there's any other. Uh, I guess Peter Parker, uh, not Peter Parker, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man is not in Avengers. No. Which I think that we all kind of new he's shield and web warriors yeah. uh is there anything else of note i mean if you can most of the characters you have a pretty good idea of what affiliations they're going to be involved with yeah so we don't have to go through every single one so uh let's move on to uh games that we've played recently uh, so we <laughs> we talked about games we played recently last week in our lost episode, uh, and there were some interesting takeaways that are now gone to the ether. So, Brad, do you want to talk about any of the games that you played, or just the the good takeaways that you have from them? Yeah. Well, I, the the thing is, I played uh, Cyclops Leadership for the first time since the change. And it felt really, really good. Um, I also played Nightcrawler and Shadowcat in that game. And Shadowcat's even better than I thought she was. And I thought she was great. She did Days, uh, Red Skull 2, and the Howling Commandos in the same activation. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. And, I mean, the scenario helped. It was uh, Infinity Formula and cubes but that cyclops leadership meant everyone had the power they needed to do whatever they wanted well that's yeah, not that's... entirely true gambit still didn't have enough power well yeah that's that's gambit yeah. gambit did not change in the errata no he did so not he but still... i thought he'd be good with cyclops jury's still out on that one yeah i think he's just in right in that area where he's maybe just a little bit too good to make better, but not good enough to warrant an errata or to warrant a lot of play, I should say. Yeah. Well, uh, what was your takeaway from Nightcrawler? Uh, Nightcrawler didn't get to do a lot uh, in yeah. that game because he had he grabbed the middle objective and backed up. Um, but I'm excited to play him some more. Okay. All right. Well, uh, how about you, Steven? Have you played any games that you want to talk about or give the the takeaways that you have? Okay. Well, um, I had three games on Thursday. Uh, I was playing uh, Gilbert, who's our local, but he went up to Michigan this past weekend uh, for a tournament, which he went three and one came in fourth place and took best painting. So congratulations nice. to him. Congratulations, and, Gilbert. And we, uh, we had some practice games cause he wanted to get ready. You know what I mean? So he's mm -hmm. like, well, I might as well play you. So, so we played three games. Um, our first game we played, um, he was trying out his compositions and I, we did a 20 point scenario. I really can't remember what it was, but I ran Immortal Hulk, uh, Hulkbuster, Ghost Rider, and Wong. 
So oh my oh oh my goodness. And I went uh, Midnight Suns so I could use Siege of Darkness with Ghost Rider and Immortal Hulk, and then <laughs> went from there. And uh, it was pretty terrible. So, um, so once we got into four rounds of the game, we re-racked and we did another game. And this time I did Midnight Suns and he did big boys, but my Midnight Suns came out on top. And that, that, that consisted of running, um, a 19 point scenario with, uh, blade, uh, Valkyrie, Iron Fist, Magic, Wong, and Daredevil. Oh wow! Okay. Under under. Oh wait, no, I didn't run Midnight Suns in that one. I ran yeah, because that's that's um, Defenders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we had intrusions, but but Blade slots nice into uh, Daredevil's leadership. He really does. Yeah. So he kind of fixes some things that he needs. And then in our last game, uh, I decided to flip the script on the whole thing. And I thought, you know what? I haven't run Spider-Foes in a long time. And I really want to try out the Dr. Octopus leadership. So I had, you know, digitally the cards available, right? So I pulled out that card and ran my Doc Ock model as the leader of Spider-Foes. And... That that leadership's pretty good because I was running against um, Cable and some other X Men, and Cable was frustrated because every time you would damage somebody and get that trigger, uh, the incinerate came off. So, hmm. Okay. Yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't too good, but yeah, I ended up running Doc, Rhino, Venom, uh, Lizard. And bullseye in that one at a seventeen point. Okay, um, that sounds seventeen point battle. Yeah. Did you uh, did Doc Ock do the new Doc Ock do anything interesting oh, on the table? New Doc Ock is fantastic. Yeah, going from a size two to a size three throw is is wonderful because, of course. He was running Cable, and he had Colossus in his, and he was running Psylocke also, and there was one other person at 17. It had to be another four. I'm blanking out on right now. I think it was Emma. Okay. Uh, and, um, but, you know, Colossus came to the middle, and he can't be pushed, which is fine, but Doc Ock now throws size three, which is really, really good to get Colossus off of a point. So it, it made a huge difference. And his attacks now at five dice, there were at least three times where I rolled double wilds in that attack, and it was just annihilating people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because each of his wilds counts as two successes. Right. So if you roll two wilds and two hits, it's just, that's, you know. That's six that's, hits on that's four six dice. Hit. On four, four dice, yeah. So it's it's, and his reach is fantastic. Now I didn't use his beam at all, uh, but just going through and using what he normally does, he, he felt 
quite different, but quite a lot beefier and a quite a bit um, more uh, active in the game. Well, that's good to hear. I'm I'm glad that that's the case. Uh, the The only downside is that he, he can't use the um, well laid plans. But and I was otherwise, goblin. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, this particular one. I think it's just a better model, just in general. And that's the only downside to this model. I don't think people will have a hard time deciding which leadership they want to use because I think they'll default to this one pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. it just mm -hmm. it, I, It's just more useful than well, Green it, Goblins. It, it powers you up um, a whole lot more by other people attacking you. And removing those conditions, that's that's... That's money. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, how, how can you get better? <laughs> and uh, before I let you go, uh, you play. You mentioned that you played Blade also. How, what were your feelings on the changes to Blade? I, uh -oh. It's a minimal change, but it is a change. It makes him much more mobile. Yeah, um... He's he's getting some work done, but it's not. Here's here's the whole thing with running Blade with the new Daredevil and a Defenders uh, Midnight Suns mashup is that you don't have to look at the board and say, "Oh, well, I'm playing Blade, so I need to do this." You know what I mean? So for me, Blade's taking more of a back seat, and he's also somebody who sneaks up on people now too and they forget that oh yeah he can do that now so his his closing the distance on somebody is really really good and he's matchup dependent of course so um what i do is usually if i'm running him with uh daredevil he goes on a flank against somebody who has just physical or mystic attacks mm-hmm or if I'm running um, Blade's leadership, I put Daredevil on the flanks. He's going against somebody who has energy or physical attack. And then I have that four-point character take care of that one person, or maybe even two, if it's, you know, like a three and a two. But, yeah, those two have become uh, very, very bullish into, to um, switch, switch them out makes blade feel a lot better so i'm not saying that blades plays a lot better it's helped and it's it's greatly appreciated but i think it's daredevil that makes blades play better yeah they're complementary to each other correct yeah yeah okay that's that's really interesting i need to put my a daredevil in in my uh midnight suns list he's just and and turn it into a midnight suns defenders list Right, because, I mean, seven of the Midnight Suns are Defenders affiliated. Yeah. Oh, boy. So it's it's an easy it's an easy slot to put in. Right. Well, uh, I do not have any games that I've played recently. I'm... Ooh. Yeah, I'm slacking. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm being a bad player. Of, of MCP. Oh, right, right, of MCP. I have been playing some Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, 
which I'm enjoying greatly. But I will get back to you when I play some games of MCP. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about tournaments this, this month. Um, there will not be a tournament coming up on the 21st, which is usually when a tournament is for the South Charleston Gaming Group. Uh, it is the same weekend as uh, Second Wind. And so Brad, who is our, our organizer, is going to be attending that instead. And nobody else can run one, apparently. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I think that uh, me running one would be a disaster. That's but also... so easy, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, there won't be a tournament this this uh, on the twenty first. <laughs> and I wish you good luck and break a leg up there in Chicago, Brad. Yeah, I'm gonna go in with the same attitude uh, as I went for the LVO qualifier. Of I don't really care very much how well I do. I'm just gonna have fun. And you know what? And look maybe, how that maybe, one turned. Yeah, maybe it'll go just as well. I don't know. Speaking of which, though, <laughs> we did have some requests to see my trophy Avengers Tower dice tower roller thing. So I have a picture here. If you're an audio listener, uh, I'll describe it, I guess. But I'm standing in front of a bunch of MCP products with a Magneto helmet and a Magneto t-shirt on. Uh, the mm -hmm. the tower uh, is from uh, basically the top of where my pants are up to almost my shoulders. It's it's pretty it's pretty big. Uh, it's quite impressive, it and uh, and look at that magneto helmet. Yeah, I wish that uh, the <laughs> photographer or someone else, maybe Steven, would have told me that the helmet was on crooked before they took this picture <laughs> i think i was out getting something to eat at that time <laughs> uh i don't know where you were but i was not around that's for sure well it's a pretty rocking dice tower i'll say that that it's, that it's it is very cool. cool it's pretty cool yeah All right. Is there any other tournaments that we need to discuss before we move on? Uh, we could shout out the, it's not a tournament, but the Fabricators Forge is having a new player event on the 28th in lieu of a tournament. Okay. What is the play? Is it a, oh, what's it called? Do you know what the, what the player event is or is it no, just a I don't new know. player event? It's, New player-focused event because of the new core box. That's all I really know. Right. Okay. Yeah, so if you've been interested in the game, uh, go pick up the core box and go to Fabricator's Forge. You'll have a lot of fun, I'm sure. Uh, and also, if you're only interested in the game, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, it, it would be very weird if someone found this podcast who wasn't already just scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for podcasts to listen to because they love the game so much. <laughs> I know all, right, our, right. all our listeners out there are probably 
very big MCP players because yes, <laughs> you found um, us. Well, one more tournament, by the way. Oh, what's that? On the fourteenth at the Bookery in Fairborn, Ohio, which is right, which is outside of Dayton. It's a suburb of Dayton by the Air Force Base. Cork is running a tournament this Saturday on the fourteenth. All right. Well, there you go. That's coming up soon, so head on out there if you're in the area and want to play some games. Okay. Uh, well, I I have nothing else. Do you, do y'all want to move on to the gentleman that we're here to cover today? Sure. I I will take your silence as as a as a tacit. Yes. <laughs> All right. So today, the person that we are here to cover is Baron Helmut Zemo. And I said it correct this time. Uh, he is Cabal and Hydra affiliated. Uh, his defenses are four physical, three energy, and four mystic. He is five stamina on his front and six on his back. Uh, he is threat four size 2, and he moves medium. Uh, Brad, why don't you go over his attack suite there? Okay. His first attack, physical, range 2, 5 dice, 0 cost. It has wild pierce. It has a crit wild dancing strike. After this attack is resolved, this character may advance short, and it gains power equal to the damage dealt. His secondary attack, also physical, adhesive X pistol, range 4, 5 dice, Cost zero, wild slow, crit wild stun, uh, crit wild fail, stagger. His third attack is coup de gras. It is physical, range three, seven dice, cost three. And after the attack is resolved, if, it, if the target character was dazed or KO'd, by the attack, this character may advance short. Okay, and Steven, why don't you go over his... Uh, why don't you go over the rest of the card? Okay, so he is a leader. Army of Evil, affiliation Hydra. When this leadership becomes active, add one Hydra or unaffiliated Team Tactic card to your unused Team Tactic cards, to your available Team Tactics cards, it may be played this game. Additionally, once each turn, after one or more allied characters pay power to play a team tactic card, choose one of the characters that paid power to play the card. The chosen character gains one power. He has an active super superpower called Quick Step. It will cost him two power. If this character is not holding an objective token, it advances medium. The superpower can be only used once per turn. He has an innate superpower, Master Duelist. If this character makes a sword strike attack against a character it has already made an attack against this turn, add two dice to the attack roll. And last but not least, another innate superpower, Strategic Genius. This character and allied characters within two of it may re-roll one die in their attack or defense rolls. All right, and that is Baron Helmet Zemo. Uh, okay, so so let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing here on this card. Uh, my first takeaway uh, is 
that he's clearly meant to be a mobile hitter. Like he he's extremely mobile. He has a lot of uh, triggers that create additional movements, and he has a a superpower that he can just make a move, which is always a useful thing to have on a character. Uh, and then Master Duelist is really interesting because if you can you can either do a move up to someone with the quick step and then sword strike them twice and the second time will be with seven dice or if you want to get fancy you could shoot someone with the adhesive x pistol then do the quick step and move up and then do a sword strike against them and get seven dice against them which i think is an interesting tactic uh but let's let's also talk about his adhesive x pistol i think this is this is an interesting attack uh brad what what do you feel what do you think about this i it gives it, it has the ability to give out slow stun and maybe even stagger if you roll well enough uh or well bad enough for stagger yeah yeah yeah, with that you have skull. to have a feel result. You have to have a skull in there. You're yeah, you're right. Which feels <laughs> bad, but you get stagger. So it, I don't know. On five dice, the stagger trigger is really unlikely, and the stun yeah. trigger isn't too likely. It's um, he does have a reroll though. He does have a reroll. It's an eight reroll. Um, I didn't run the numbers on this. Uh, so I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, slow is very likely, though. So I would say do it for the slow, and if you get the extras, hooray. Yeah. I I like the attack. I, I It doesn't give any power at all. It doesn't no. generate any power. No. So that's a mark in the against column. It does have his longest range though range four is pretty good yeah absolutely what are your thoughts what are your thoughts overall here steven uh oh what i are thought your... you're gonna ask me about the adhesive pistol oh, well, oh, well okay what's your thoughts on the adhesive pistol first um it's really really good in baron strucker's hydra Oh, so you can okay. I see. Yeah, you. It has two different um, uh, debuffs. Uh, what are they called? Afflictions. Conditions. Wait, what are those called? Conditions. Conditions. Oh my goodness, my brain just switched off. <laughs> it has two different condi. I guess three different conditions it can give out. And mm -hmm. if he has a condition, you can use it in Baron Strucker to get rid of it. Right. Yeah. So, so I think he's a good backup leader for Strucker, and if you wanted to play two more shall rise, he would be a good candidate to bring in that late uh, card if Strucker went down. Which Strucker very likely will, because he's pretty squishy. To do that, you have to choose to play this Baron Zemo over three-point Baron Zemo, though. Correct. Who is an S-tier character. Yeah, I think that Brad just brought up the biggest problem with this Baron Zemo, and that is that his name is Helmet Zemo. 
uh, and he's a four threat character as opposed to the the other one, which is a three threat character. Uh, I I think that uh, this there's a lot of cool tech on this card, and I think that none of it is as I think he's not as killy as the three threat version of this model. Yep. Y'all, yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't have Master Swordsman, which, which is very Master good. Duelist is, yeah, Master Duelist is nice, but Master Swordsman is like, you use it all the time if you're playing Baron Zemo. Yep. He's yeah. he is a point more, and he doesn't have unless he's your leader. He doesn't bring anything a point more's worth to the table. Right. I don't think. Well, I think part of that is that the the previous Baron Zemo was a little underpriced for how good he is. He's 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 excellent. <laughs> he's a good 3. Yeah, he's a real good 3. Um but I think we would do this guy a disservice if we didn't talk about his affiliation bonus. So this is an interesting affiliation bonus. Uh, you basically get to have six tactics cards uh, as long as the one, the extra one you bring is a Hydra or unaffiliated card, which should be very easy to do. Uh, and then on top of that, he gives a discount to... I guess it's not technically a discount. You still have to pay the cost to play any team tactics cards but you get a refund you get one power refund if you've spent power to play a tactics card which is nice it's not it's not anything that's going to change a game enormously but it's a nice little benefit it is six power throughout the game yeah it is a grand total of six power that can be that can possibly be refunded throughout the game. Yeah. And it probably won't be because some of the cards that you're going to play are going to have no power cost. I th- uh, In all likelihood. More and more allied characters pay power to play. Yeah, you wouldn't get it back if it's free. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wish you did, but you don't. I wonder well, if I Hammer's playing a free card... And paying that one first would give you a refund. Huh. Huh. I don't know. Interesting question. I don't know. That is interesting. I didn't think about that. I would think you would. You you paid power to play a tactics card. I don't know. I hope someone on the forums asks. Yeah. I I think I think he's set up for some janky play though. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, talk about it. Uh, Spider-Woman is a long mover who is in Hydra affiliation, remarkably enough. And she can play an ice on the price, get refunded that power, move up and take something, and then move back. Yeah. And she has stealth. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of tactics cards. I, I, that... I, believe, I believe that this affiliation leadership 
with that tactic card and that character, that model, is a better is the best eyes on the prize play that there is. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, if nothing else, you're not actually taking a tactic spot for it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I, th this is a an interesting affiliation because it gives you a, a a bigger pool to draw from tactics card wise. There are some tactics cards that I think uh, almost never see play that you might bring now because this person is in the Hydra affiliation. Like uh, Brad brought up, two more shall rise. Nope, that wasn't. And me. like Stephen brought up, two more shall <laughs> rise. Sorry. <laughs> my mistake and uh, that is a card that almost never got played let's be frank and now might actually see some table time uh, there's yeah. another one uh, what's the, the red skull one the red skull oh boy I'll have to look it up I'll have to look it up but there's one where red skull oh uh, where Red Skull has to pay a certain amount. Never mind. Uh, let's talk about the tactics cards that are associated with this guy before we uh, get to in the weeds. So uh, he has a tactics card that comes in the new starter kit, and it's called I Am a Baron, after all. Uh, it is an unaffiliated active tactics card, and he Helmet Zemo may play this card during his activation. He gains one of the following effects. During the next attack made by this character, this activation, during the modify dice step of the attack, Helmet Zemo re may re-roll a number of attack dice equal to the round number. Uh, Helmet Zemo gains power equal to the round number, and Helmet Zemo removes damage equal to the round number. Uh, and so he has to choose one of those effects that, that takes place uh i think this is an this is an okay card it's certainly interesting i like that it's based on the round timer we haven't seen anything yeah. like that before do you know one thing that i don't like what? it doesn't cost power and that seems like a weird thing to complain about but uh, that's his yeah. whole affiliation bonus this costs no power to do and so, so he you, can't benefit from it. So I mean, you he have gets, to realize he's going to be possibly running other affiliations too. Yeah, yeah. And I think that all of this is useful. I mean, he, you know if, who? If you are, you know who would really like this card? Who? Three point Baron Zemo. <laughs> yeah, who can also play this card? I, I I think it's just a little bit it's a little underwhelming for me. What uh, uh, do you guys Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's playable. It may not make your cut, well, but <laughs> it's playable. Yeah. Uh I've pulled up the other card that I was thinking of. It's called Inevitable Betrayal. Uh, it is a Hydra card that's reactive, and during the cleanup phase, before victory points are scored, an allied Hydra character may spend 8 power to play this card. 
Uh, choose an enemy character within range two that is contesting a secure objective token. The chosen character counts as one of your characters for the contesting secure objective tokens this round. Um, that's expensive, but one of the things about this character is that he's probably going to have a lot of power on him. Red Skull 1 back on the table. <laughs> I feel like that's... Uh, it's, it's the kind of card that this card never got played very much. It, it is an interesting effect, but eight power is a really steep amount of of juice to get. But it but is still. It could change the course of a game. It, it could win you a game. It's basically uh, a, a two point a swing. Well, Which is no, a, it, it it can be even more actually in Hydra. Oh, because think of the it can be think more. of this. In a regular All right, so game you have two. Say you have four points, right? And you control three, except for that one that that one character is standing by. And all of a sudden, you pull an inevitable betrayal. On top of that, you could play a world domination. Yeah. Absolutely. That's can the you combination. play world domination in the cleanup phase? Because isn't that when you play this card? You can, uh, it says if you control all secure objective tokens, and uh, it's active. It's, it's actually active. active, so it has to be during one of your activations, so you can't play yeah. it during the cleanup phase. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's score energy. It doesn't work together. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Also, it says uh, I'm, I have world domination open. It's Hydra, and it says active, but it's spelled A C T V E. They missed an eye in there. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. uh, well, well, I was trying. I was trying to think of something that could be well, sinister. It can be worth more because of things like uh, Marefisk. Marefisk could be a yeah. four-point swing. It could. Uh, it, it could be enough of a swing to change the course of a game. Yeah, definitely. And it, uh, or on gamma, it, if you do it on the back point, it yeah, could be a two-point swing or a four-point swing. Three. Well, this this game doesn't, you know, we're we're not scoring sixteen on the first round, right? It, it's all through little paper cuts, right? Right. So it's it's a it's like football, a game of inches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are some short football players. <laughs> all right enough sports references from you guys <laughs> <laughs> because we clearly don't know anything about it uh all right is, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we give a final a final grade on this uh, do you guys feel like i've given you enough talking time on them yeah well yeah i mean i the thing I don't understand is that people think that Killmonger is good, right? For yes. what he does. Okay. Yes. And what does he do? He charges. He has an energy attack instead of a physical attack that has a pierce on it. And then if he follows up with the next attack, he has um, he has two dice. So I don't think I don't see why people are so down on this character per I se can when he this. does. 
when he I, effectively does the same thing. I can explain why people are down on this character but still love Killmonger. You know who's better than Killmonger? Who? Three Point Baron Zemo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, it's, it, the biggest problem with this character is that he is named Helmet Zemo. He should have been because if he had been Heinrich Zemo, people would be flipping right now. Because then, as he, in a different person, yeah, his dad. Oh, the twelfth okay. Baron Zemo. because uh, then they could be played together. Oh boy, you're right. And then people would be very excited for this character. Hmm. Okay. But he's not. He's, he's not, not that. He's, he's Helmet not. Zemo. Yeah. So, uh, I I guess I will. I'll give my grade first. Here, uh, I'm not down on this guy. I think he's good. I think he w- does what he's supposed to do. I just feel like he's competing with other four point models in a in a very crowded field. And on top of that, his name is bad. His name hurts him more than anything else. And uh, for those reasons, I'm going to give him a B minus. What about you, Steven? What What are you going to give Baron Zemo? Well, I'm a little bit higher than you because I, I always value a leadership at least. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a B plus. Okay. Uh, how are you doing, Brad? What are you doing over there? Uh, I I'm pretty on board with you, Fred. Like, completely playable character, uh, just pales in comparison to his twin, uh, B minus. Yeah, uh, and I believe that uh, Brandon was lower than us. I believe that he gave him a C, C if plus. my memory serves. I think it was a C, a C plus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, in, in our last episode, uh, it was a C plus from Brandon. So that is that's our take on Baron Zemo, Baron Helmet Zemo, I should say, uh, the new one from the new corset. Uh, are there any comic books that feature Baron Helmet Zemo, Brad? There sure are. In fact, uh, in an episode that you can listen to. On the original core box, Baron Zemo, I gave some recommendations. And I have some today. Well, I think I have one. Because he doesn't get spotlighted very much. So, today I have all new Captain America 1 through 6. This was the series uh, by Rick Remender and Stuart Eminem, where Sam Wilson first takes over as... uh, Captain America. And his main antagonist in this story is Baron Zemo. This is also probably the most successful Baron Zemo ever got in the comics. He takes over an entire country. He's the leader of the Masters of Evil. He's a high-ranking person on the... uh, Basically, the board for oh, the High Council, that's what it's called, on uh, Hydra. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it definitely looks like he's just gonna beat Sam Wilson. He even kills an important character. So Oh goodness. Yeah. He's he's winning. So This is the Empire Strikes Back of comic books. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, that sounds like a pretty good comic. Uh, yep. That's why I picked it. <laughs> uh, do you have any others? No, that was it. That was it. Okay. Okay. For this one. If you want uh, more Baron Zemo, go listen to our other episode. Everything we said about Baron Zemo in that episode is still true. Yeah. Uh, and Steven, do you happen to... This, I'm kind of springing this on you because we don't have Brandon. Do you have an affiliation that you feel like this Baron Zemo would fit into better than just the norm? Oh, you mean where he's not affiliated, of course? Right, so. right. Um, I would say he's I mean, if you don't have anything, that's fine. I I I, I kind of sprung this on you. How about the new Daredevil? <laughs> okay, actually, you might be right. Because <laughs> he has his own reroll, right? Yeah. He uh, gets rerolls from Daredevil. He he might be really uh, really stellar there. Actually, yeah, I think he would be. He gets more re-rolls and uh it's when he gets really stuck in which he can do pretty easily with his movement shenanigans yeah yeah i don't i don't remember what brandon's recommendation was exactly last time uh or was I don't he either. or was he off the cast by then did he leave us i think he was i think he had yeah. to leave somebody then it might have been steven said something about playing him with original Killmonger, and I really liked it last time. So I thought oh, I'd bring yeah. it up again. That they they go yeah, well he, together. He would be a good Shadowlands ad. Shadowlands Daredevil, both Daredevils. Oh yeah, it was, right. It was Shadowlands Daredevil with Killmonger and him. That's a great. I love that. Love it. That is actually a great group. I really like that as a grouping. Yeah. Yeah, playing okay. with Daredevil apparently. Baron Zemo and Daredevil best friends. <laughs> well, uh, the only thing that's left is my non sequitur recommendation. And obviously, I mean, this is Baron Zemo. I don't have a whole lot of, of cultural context for him. So I'm, uh, to me, he's just a guy. So what I'm going to do is he's I'm going to give just a. He's a guy, Fred. He's a Nazi. I... Well, true. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a uh, October recommendation. So this is, it's October. It is uh, spooky season. It's also cozy season. And uh, a show that I've been re-watching recently that I, I enjoy immensely, but that might be partially nostalgia, is the, uh, the show The X-Files. Uh, it's all streaming on, on Freevee. So it's so it's free to watch, and it, there's a lot of ideas in this show that are well ahead of its time. 
Uh, there's an episode, I think the episode came out in 1993, where they're fighting against an AI that takes over a building, and the AI hacks into Scully's computer at one point through her telephone-connected modem. It's an interesting show. It's a show that really was uh, thinking well ahead of its time and is worth a rewatch. So if you've got some free time and you want to get a mug of hot chocolate and watch a TV show, watch The X-Files. It's pretty good. And That's here my you said October in scary season, I thought you were going to do horror movies. Uh <laughs> You know, I I kind of I'm gonna do more horror movies, uh, but I feel like I want to start with that one because it's also it's both spooky season but also cozy season. Yeah, uh, but that'll be it for today's episode on Baron Helmet Zemo. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourselves and go pick this guy up. He's part of uh, probably one of the best gaming uh, boxes that you can buy right now the starter kit for mcp i get oh uh, oh you can't actually buy it yet darn it soon it's this gonna week. be a, soon 13th. oh this week yeah this yeah. friday buy it on the 13th everybody uh and friday have fun 13th. out there oh boy 